and welcome to the OASBO podcast. My name is Callie Wells. I'm the Director of Marketing Communications at OASBO, and I'm going to be serving as your host for the OASBO podcast. The OASBO podcast took a long hiatus, but we're back for good now. We'll be publishing new episodes every other Wednesday on the opposite weeks of the OASBO e-news. So be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app, uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, any of the podcast apps that you would like to use, you'll find us. You can also find us on OASBO's online community Collaborate with all the member resources. Moving forward, each episode of the podcast is going to feature a few OASBO announcements and updates. Updates from our Executive Director, Jim Rowan, and from Deputy Executive Director, Katie Johnson. And then we'll have longer educational segments. These segments could include uh, webinar recordings, conversations with members on best practices, interviews with the authors of SBO Quarterly and OASBO eNews articles, and more. First up, I have a few quick reminders for you. The 2022 OASBO Annual Conference and Expo is coming up soon. Make sure you register to join us at the Greater Columbus Convention Center April 10th through the 13th. We're really excited to be back in person this year, and we have an exciting keynote lined up with Cheers actor John Ratzenberger, more than 50 educational sessions, and a game night, just to name a few features of the conference. We hope to see you there. You can register on the website, oasbo-ohio.org. Next, we have two upcoming seminars for March. The first is Grants Management on March 16th. And the second is Treasure CFO Planning Series for the fourth quarter, which will be on March 23rd. You can attend these seminars in person or virtually, so be sure to visit our LEARN website, learn.oasbo-ohio.org, to get registered. Next, have you done your part for the Hearts and Souls campaign? This past September, OASBO, BASA, and OSBA launched the Hearts and Souls campaign to establish and enhance the relationship our members have with their legislators, and also to put a face on the students of Ohio's public schools and the educators who tirelessly serve them. The campaign goal is to have 100% of districts hold a visit, but to date only 11 districts have reported inviting their legislators into the buildings. We know a lot of districts have been participating in the project but just need to report their visits, but we also know a lot of districts still need to schedule their visit. It's been challenging two years for the education community, so please use this as a way to celebrate and highlight the wonderful things in our public schools. There's still plenty of time to schedule your visit, and many of your legislators are campaigning this spring, which is the perfect time to host them for a visit. We ask that you please work with your superintendent in your district to schedule a visit with your senator or house representative, and please be sure to let us know about your visit through the reporting form available on OASBO's Advocacy Hub. Up next, we have an update from OASBO's Executive Director, Jim Rowan, about our annual conference. Greetings, OASBO members. The OASBO team is very excited to welcome everyone back for the 66th Annual Conference and Expo to be held in person April 10th to the 13th at the Greater Columbus Convention Center. This year we will kick off the conference on Sunday evening with a gathering of gratitude reception where we will recognize members for their contributions made to OASBO. For those first-time attendees, this will be a wonderful opportunity to network and collaborate with your peers. Our opening keynote speaker this year will be John Ratzenberger, an American actor, entrepreneur, and filmmaker. 
Ratzenberger portrayed Cliff Clavin on the comedy series Cheers and had voiced a character at each of the first 22 Pixar Animation Studio feature films, including Ham in the Toy Story franchise, The Abominable Snowman in the Monsters, Inc. franchise, Mac in the Cars franchise, and The Underminer in the Incredibles franchise. You won't want to miss out on the Fair School Funding Super Session scheduled on Monday from 3.30 to 4.30 just prior to opening the Expo Hall for networking, dinner, and refreshments. Our conference will include nearly 50 sessions, including the infamous legal update featuring Rick Maniloff and the attorneys from Squire Patton Boggs. On Tuesday, please join Caitlin Hall for a high-energy super session and learn the same skills improvisation and comedy experts teach while walking away with new communication tools. As with every OASVO annual conference, we look forward to our networking reception on Tuesday evening, which will be filled with your favorite backyard games, dinner, and refreshments. The conference will come to a close on Wednesday morning with updates from Aaron Rausch, Ohio Department of Education, Bob Hinkle, Auditor State's Office, and legislative updates from our very own Deputy Executive Director, Katie Johnson. Please don't miss out on this year's conference. Early bird registration ends on March 1st. See you all at the conference. Now for the featured content of this episode, we're going to hear from former Ohio Representative John Patterson on the importance of the Fair School Funding Plan and the need for our continued advocacy work for the plan. First up in this recording, you'll hear longtime public education advocate and Fair School Funding Plan Committee member Jim Betts as he introduces Representative Patterson during his recent visit to the Central Region Fair School Funding Plan meeting. If you'd like to view the full recording of this entire meeting, you can register to view it at learn.oasbo-ohio.org. Many of you don't know him as we know him because we do fondly refer to him as the Reverend Patterson because his passion, his commitment is something that is born of a reverence for public education. His record, the awards he has received as a teacher are certainly evidence of that. And it wouldn't be a complete program this afternoon if we didn't ask him to talk to you for a few minutes about why he is so committed. He continues to be committed and he will continue to be committed. One of the messages hopefully that everybody has received today is the fact that the fair school funding plan is a permanent solution. It requires permanent attention and commitment from a work group, from people like Representative Patterson, and from everybody in this room, everybody on this broadcast. So, John. Thanks, Jim. And he was well behaved, wasn't he, Michael? At least for this moment. For, <laughs> I am represent, well, former Representative Patterson. And there are some things you need to know about me so that you can appreciate where I'm coming from. For 29 years, I taught U.S. history at Jefferson High School. Now, for those of you who know your geography, I live in Ashtabula County. When I left home yesterday, there was still four inches of snow in my front yard. We had 27 inches a few weeks ago. We're hardy folk up there. But we are also the northern edge of Appalachia. And so I know what it's like to teach in a poor district. 
my heart is with those kids. Not only did I teach history, I was a model United Nations advisor for 28 years, academic challenge coach for 28 years. I coach cross country, girls basketball, boys golf. And on top of that, uh, my wife is a teacher, phys ed, well, retired now, 35 years. So our two sons grew up in a household that has scarred them permanently, if you know what I mean. But I tell you that for this reason. My students always had my phone number. It's still in the book. They could call me 24-7, and they did, because I cared about them and love them dearly. Now, why do I mention that? Because when I was in the classroom, I saw what these cuts did to our kids. And those of you in Appalachia know that our kids are already disadvantaged. They don't have the opportunities. And we have cuts to things like vocational agriculture or shop or consumer science or some of those other enrichment classes, then what we have done is put a barricade across the pathway for those students. Education, public education should be a cornucopia of opportunities where kids can explore where their gifts are and where their career might meet that gift. Now, I'll be honest with you, I've never worked a day in 40 years in the legislature, in the classroom, because it was never work. It was something I loved to do. And shouldn't our kids have that same opportunity? It's all about them. It's not about us. We have to empower them. But you can't do that. Oh, one other thing I have to, full disclosure, I was the chief negotiator for my union for the last 20 some years. I know blood pressure time. I worked hand in hand with our superintendents and our treasurers, knowing the stress that you have where my treasurers here. I don't I know one at least knowing the stress that you have to produce a five year forecast on a two year state budget. And I heard time and time again, what is the state going to do to us next? One of the beauties of this fair school funding plan is a predictability. Isn't that what you want? Isn't that what any business wants? And as a superintendent, the last thing you want to do is promise a program, begin a program, hire someone, and then have to cut them because the funding isn't there. And we've dashed the hopes of these kids. So where am I going with this? True story, it just happened this morning as an illustration of why we need you. So Jim and I came down yesterday afternoon. We spent the night in Athens helping to stimulate the local colony of uh, Appalachia. Came out to go to Jim's car. Wouldn't start. Time is ticking. We've got to get to Chauncey. And we made a decision. Jim went on. Uh, Jared Bunning picked him up, and I stayed while the AAA came. Here's where the story begins. There was a dispatcher involved who sent out the tow truck. The tow truck driver 
I had a hunch, but confirmed that the battery was shot. And we wanted to get here to see you this afternoon. Could have rolled the dice, could have kept the car running. Chose to go to an auto zone to get a new battery. Walked in, very energetic young employee, come to find out it's his first day on the job and I'm his first customer. So they didn't really trust him to come out and get the right battery and then install it. So someone who is more experienced was by him watching him do this work. Now, as a teacher, I'm getting excited because this is a young person who's learning on the job, right? That's what we want, empowering them. Fixed it, drove away, used Jim's credit card. By the way, public record, I did return his credit card. <clears throat> the flights to New York and uh, <laughs> but I did not return the key to his condo, which is in the glove box. It's in Florida. Need I say more? Remember snow on the ground when I left? <laughs> Here's the point of the story. It took four people, the dispatcher, the tow truck driver, and the two at the auto zone to get us on our way. It takes a team. It takes a team. I was a cross-country coach. We only count the first five scores. If my four, first four runners come in, very good. And my fifth man is near the last. The team doesn't win. Golf is scored the same way. We need you to be actively involved on this team. This is a full participation sport now. It reminds me, how many of you have ever chaperoned dances before? Ah, you have. Junior high dances, the girls are on one side, the guys are another, they're running around, there's nothing, nothing happening in the middle of the dance floor, everything's cool, it's just get them out and get home. Now, how many of you have chaperoned proms? You need a crowbar, right? A fire hose. You go into the middle of the action, I threatened this student once, said, if you kiss her again, I'm going to be kissing you. You know what he did? <laughs> he kissed me on the side of the cheek. Called my bluff, did he? But you know the difference. We need our educators to be in the middle of the dance floor. And we need to form a relationship with your senators and your reps. How many of you have your rep and senator's phone number in your cell phone? Where are those folks? God bless you. How many of you use it? I know you do. <laughs> you have to. Get them into your schools. Have them read to your kindergarten kids during Dr. Seuss week. Let them hand out awards at an assembly. Whatever it takes, and I hope none of them are watching, to bait the hook, get them in to let them see. Nothing happens in this world without relationships. But relationships are built on trust. If we want them to see your point of view, you have to reach out first. You have to build that trust so that they will listen to your unique story. If not you, who? And if not now, when?
Would you be better off without the fair school funding plan? Or are you better knowing that it's phasing in? You have to answer that question. The future is at stake and it's rare in our lives that we are afforded a real opportunity to make a difference like this. And you have that power. And it's my hope. Well, let me say it a different way, Jim, as I sum up here. I hope you heard the background music as you entered the room. Theme from Hotel California. What's that magical line you can check out, but you can never leave. You can never leave. Welcome to the Fair School Funding Work Group Recovery Group. God bless you. That wraps up this episode of the OASBO podcast. We hope you'll tune in each week. And in the meantime, please connect with us on OASBO's online community, Collaborate, at collaborate.oasbo-ohio.org. <laughs>